0: Welcome to Footy Tunes. I'm your host, Paul Castanet. Thanks so much for joining us for this first uh, somewhat new look episode of Footy Tunes. If you're just listening, uh, we're now offering you video content as well. You can check us out on YouTube under Footy Tunes Podcast. um, If you want to watch instead of just listen, Um, I have this nice backdrop of all my kind of ridiculous kit collection at this point. I think I might have a bit of a problem, but that is uh, for a later day. Uh, what we really want to do going forward, though, is uh, just include you guys a little bit more. Get your input on uh, what you want us to talk about. And uh, if your team's doing bad, if you just want to rant about something, you want to hear us discuss it, um, shoot us a line. Uh, we're on uh, Instagram and Facebook under Footy Tunes Podcast, or you can send us uh, an email at footytoonspodcast at gmail.com. Um, but let's get into the good stuff, guys. That's what we're here for, right? Uh, The musical guest today, I'm excited about this one, The Groove Element. Uh, It's a Charlotte, North Carolina-based jazz group, Silky Smooth jazz group. Um, They just released a new Slow Jams EP, three songs of just really good original tunes um, that we will put in a link in the description for you guys to watch them on YouTube. Um, We're going to feature, obviously, a couple of their songs today. But without further ado... Let's get right into it, guys. Let's talk some footy. With me today is my friend Will Robinson. How are you doing, man? Doing fine. Thanks for coming. Um, so as you can see by my Barcelona jersey, I've been bummed pretty recently. Uh. Um, Messi's gone, we all know Messi's gone. And it's the end of an era and I'm just sad. And I want, as you can see by the wall behind me, I'm a huge kit collector and I love kits. This is one I bought a long time ago featuring, if you're uh, only listening, I'm holding up a jersey featuring Xavi, Iniesta, Neymar, Messi and PK. So that's how far we've fallen from grace recently. Uh is the only one still in the squad. And that makes me really sad. So, now that we're done bumming you out, we can get on with the show. Um, speaking of Messi leaving, PSG are super stacked now.
1: You want to talk about some of their new signings? Oh, well, yes. I mean, that's essentially, what, the new Galacticos now? They have to be, yeah. I mean, they got Wijnaldum at the beginning of the transfer window, I believe.
0: Yeah, got him a free transfer from Liverpool.
1: Got Hakimi from Inter. Which, Inter kind of had no choice because, you know, financial troubles as well. Right, right. And then Ramos was next. And um, was there anyone else before that? Before Uh, Messi? Donnarumma. That's right, Donnarumma. uh, Got him.
0: Huge uh, up-and-coming Italian goalkeeper. Starting for the Italian national team already at like 22 or 23, you know?
1: Yeah, you got to question that birth certificate. I mean, (laughs) come on. Yeah. I remember me at 22. I could barely grow facial hair. And it it's just like, c- come on. <laughs> Huge,
0: vastly experienced uh, for his age, especially. He already uh, has like a bunch of caps for the Italian national. But
1: credit team. to him. I mean, I remember watching that Euros. He looks solid. I mean, he looked oh, like a veteran playing back there. I mean, he commanded that box. Absolutely.
0: Congrats to Italy on their, um, yeah, congrats to on him. their win in the uh, European championships. And yeah, I guess something. it came to Rome. Yeah, <laughs> it's coming, coming Rome, as they said. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'll I'll show, uh, throw up an image here of all the uh, the uh, possible uh, lineup for uh, for PSG. But I mean, if they, is there any way that they can consider their season a success if they don't win the Champions League?
1: You know, well, to be fair, I mean, I was I was thinking about the financial side. I mean, I think the only thing they really they're gonna they spent money on is the wages because you got Messi for free.
0: That's true. I won them for free. Yeah, we've yeah, got Wynaldo a couple of good free, free deals. And right.
1: Ramos for free, right?
0: Oh, I think they did. Yeah, you're right. You're so, I mean, huge, it's not... That's
1: great business. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm pretty sure the wages, that's the only thing they have to worry about. And But, again, back to that pressure, I mean, it does... How Like, I'd say, out of all those signings, what, uh, three of them are 30 and over? But still, mm. they still got a lot to bring to the table. And, I mean, especially when you get to the Champions League, it's not going to be... Premier League physical style of play it's going to be more of how you know how that experience comes together and makes things go but my only concern the only drawback is the fact that no disrespect to France <laughs> that's not the strongest league i mean look i've absolutely. got respect for the league on because they right. do char- they, oh, think about it, over the past decade or so how much talent has come out of league on going to either the premier league la liga bundesliga oh, uh, yeah leon specifically have produced a lot of oh, great, absolutely. Uh, a lot of great talent yeah so i mean it's not a I mean look, it's a good league for it's a good, I guess you could say farm league, but when you're talking that's about fair. competition, yeah. that's my concern. Like, you know, they're going to be playing against like clubs like what? Strasbourg, uh, Lorient. <laughs> yeah. These aren't like European. Gotta watch out away
0: at Toulouse though. <laughs>
1: that's where they can get you. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just that's my only concern, you know, you're kind of like they're walking through the or supposed to because remember they lost to the Lille. Yeah, the, it was like the uh, first time deal. they
0: didn't win the uh, their their league in a long time but uh, it's last just, year.
1: That's not the strongest league. I mean, the Premier League, you think about it, you're week in and week out. You're going against not, not even the toughest sides, sides that are going to give you a hard time. Yeah, yeah. So in that respect, you can say they're kind of, Premier League sides are kind of like battle-tested, ready for something tough that comes their way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But that's my only concern, How you know, after kind of like taking it easy in France and then getting ready to I mean look I know they're going to get out of the group stage we know that oh yeah for sure Yeah. but it's just when they get past the group stage and get ready to play against someone like a the defending champs like Chelsea for example
0: mm-hmm.
1: or Munich or you know one of the big guys how are they going to fare you yeah. know uh-huh.
0: yeah and um Speaking of what could potentially now become farm leagues, uh, La Liga is going to be kind of struggling without uh, their stars. Yes. No no Messi, no Ronaldo. Um, so I don't know if it could be the end of the whole three-horse race with Atletico Madrid, Real, and uh, and Barcelona, and maybe some of the smaller clubs have a chance to to at least get in Champions League position, if not have a shot at the title. But um, what? Uh, how do you think La Liga is going to fare
1: going forward now? To be honest with you, I mean, yes, it's what, for about a good part of a decade you had Messi that Messi Ronaldo rivalry and mm-hmm. made the Classicos definitely made them something that everyone wanted to watch. But to be honest with you, it could be somewhat of a blessing in a way. I mean, this could be an opportunity for other clubs to kind of um to kind of get their names out there or other players that I mean, one thing about La Liga, same thi- same thing. You've got talent that no one really knows about until like what? Maybe they do something in the Champions League or Europa League or on uh, at the international level. Mm-hmm. We've got some players out there who can probably make a name for themselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, so moving uh, kind of slightly to uh, the uh, transfer window, there's been a couple big, uh, couple big signings already: Grealish to City from uh, Aston Villa for over a hundred million, uh, Lukaku to Chelsea for over hundred million.
1: Uh, are we going to see Kane to City by any chance? You know, you want to say that that's probably going to be a deadline day sweep. Uh. Which, I mean, it could, it could still happen. Part of me wants to say, okay, that's kind of a big deal to kind of get done in one fell swoop. But at the same time, Chelsea kind of, they made that happen with Lukaku in a week. But again, Inter need funds. So right. they were kind of, right. it's funny because I remember whoever one of the people I was running Enter was saying, Lukaku's not for sale. at the very beginning of the transfer window, and in my in my mm-hmm. mind, I'm like he's driving up the price, because uh, yeah, uh-huh. I think that was a tactic. Because realistically, the, the I remember Inter fans; they were pretty upset once the deal they you know looked like the deal was going to go through. Right, and yeah. I'm thinking to myself they couldn't have been that naive in thinking, given the financial trouble of their club, that Lukaku was going to stay. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. it just depends. It, it, it depends on the variables. I mean tottenham another club that's kind of especially with that big shiny stadium uh
0: yeah like the first one of the first billion dollar stadiums or something like that yeah, yeah I'll,
1: I'll leave that for another day i mean it's tottenham <laughs> they, they, yeah but anyways uh so i think desperation could kick in and maybe maybe it's in the works as we're speaking right now so yeah hard uh does how does tottenham fare if that happens do they do
0: If it is deadline day, do you think they have to buy a replacement striker just in case? Or do they wing it with maybe like a Lucas Moura or Son up top, which he's been playing uh, as a striker the first couple weeks now?
1: Well, you go back to that result against Man City last week. Mm -hmm. I mean, that Tottenham side, even without Kane, they didn't look bad. I Mm -hmm. mean, First game under a new coach,
0: too, Nuno Espirito Santo.
1: And a lot of people wondered. I wondered about that. I was like, well, what's this Tottenham side going to look like with, A, a manager who's not Exactly, who's essentially no. Just not. I don't mean this in a derogatory way. A Mourinho 2.0, <laughs> yeah, maybe his style pass. of play, yes, but personality wise, not so much. Right, right, yeah, a little bit more approachable. So to be fair, <laughs> it looked like he got them to buy into their style of play, and, and I think, and you know, he had to have been thinking about that for a while, like because you I mean you know that's been going around for probably the whole summer. What if Kane leaves? What's mm-hmm. going to happen with Tottenham? What's uh, Nuno Espirito Santo going to do? So it'll be interesting. I mean, it looks like, like I said, to go back to that City match. It looks like they were actually playing for the manager. They had bought into what he said. So <sighs> maybe they might be able to pull something off until the winter transfer window. When I mean, mm-hmm. like you know, depending on how the how things go, I think that conversation will probably be had. Saying, look, if if they lose Kane, like okay, right. we need to get someone Uh Uh so only time's gonna really tell if you know if Kane leaves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um
0: speaking of uh, transfer business Arsenal has spent a lot of money in this trade I think they've spent the most in the Premier League over over 100 million pounds I think at this point um and I've had a very underwhelming first few games of the season as they normally do sorry to the Arsenal fans but um what like what (laughs) what can you say for them because they're like they they spent this money that the arsenal fans have always wanted been frustrated with their team for not spending money they go out and do it and i know it's 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 early maybe they can work something out but they do not look like they're anywhere near up to
1: the par of even some of the mid-table teams so far in the premier league that's a case of ownership really it's um reactive ownership at that but um I got to say, I got to put it to you this way. It's a few years too late because you look at other (laughs) clubs. I mean, you know what? I'll use Lester's example or Wolves. Mm -hmm. They've had a project. They've had something going on for a while. They've had a process in place. I mean, it's why these clubs are where they're at. I mean, Wolves, I mean, yeah, I think they're kind of in a, they're kind of stalling at the moment, especially now that, you know, Nuno Espírito Santo left them. Right. Leicester, on the other hand, they've got Brendan Rodgers. I mean, yeah, people can make jokes about them, you know, bottling at the bottling it at the end of the season, missing out on top four. But sure, they have something in place. Yeah, Arsenal. I mean, okay, yeah, they finally bought some players, but that's just <laughs> they're trying to do this all in bulk. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Rather than doing this, you know, year, you, you know, look, you're not going to be able to overhaul an entire team um, within one sam- summer transfer window. Right. Right. This is something. I mean, they've bought some players here and there, but then here's thats another part of the problem. They've still got the problem players that realistically should have been shipped off a long time ago. Uh-huh. And then, okay, back to them spending. Who do they spend their money on? I mean, these—no yeah, offense—these a these lot of money players. on
0: Nico Pepe, who hasn't produced much. You know, um,
1: he—you know, uh, <sighs> he's hit or miss. And it, but, the, <laughs> but the problem is, but back to what you just said, he's been in. The, so I—I've I, I've told you before, I give uh, Premier League debutants that season and a half wiggle room right okay he's been there for over a season and a half and it's just yeah you know you kind of have to you don't want to call him a flop but it's just again it's he's inconsistent i mean I've, towards the end of the last season you've seen some games where he can be brilliant and then mm-hmm. you see some games sort of like today well i wouldn't say it was horrible but it's just again for how, how much they's like 70 million pounds something like that uh yeah, so uh, I think it was close to hundred. Yeah, yeah, for all of them, all of the guys that they've purchased so far. Yeah, but for Pepe.
0: Oh, and, oh for Pepe. Yeah, no, that. Yeah, I think it was like a, just, in the 80s, Yeah, you put uh, that
1: type of money into a player, and it, it, he's yeah. been there for over a season and a half. Mm-hmm. You should see something that says, "All right, he's yeah, yeah."
0: And they've gotten a lot of flack in the media for their goalkeeping situation to their. uh <laughs> so uh, if, if you guys missed, like a, a couple of seasons ago, Vern Leno got injured and was replaced by their backup at the time, Emmy Martinez, who did sp- spectacularly well, um, really was like the, the anchor of their season that year. The next year, they decided to sell him because Leno was back uh, uninjured, and they sold him to Aston Villa, where he's been number one and also playing great, also helped Argentina win. Um, Copa America. Copa America in spectacular fashion with a couple uh, penalty saves. So they sell him for $20 million and then as a replacement for $30 million by Aaron Ramsdale from a relegated Bournemouth.
1: And Sheffield United. So, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, before – oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, yeah, I don't know what more to be, can be said about that besides it's just a, a bad business. Story
1: know? of Arsenal, yeah. poor decision-making. <laughs> I mean, again, sorry, Arsenal fans. It's just you know who runs your club. and um, It's not your fault. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just that decision making, Emmy Martinez, and you know what? And fair, fair play to him, he was in a position where he could walk up to the manager and say, "Hey, look, this is what I did while Burn Leno was out. Mm-hmm. I think I deserve." And to be fair, I mean, yes, you can. See, you know, the ar- argument at that time could have been made. It's a small sample size of games he played, but he looked solid. In fact, I remember yeah. when we played him when Art, uh, but oh, sorry, Chelsea played him, <laughs> and he made some saves. I mean, that were just solid. In fact, I'm. One, one uh, save he made with his hand. Solid wrist. I was like, wow, I wish Keppa had wrists like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, he anyway. was in a position to say, look, I deserve to be number one. Arteta didn't see it that way. And fair play to him. He said, okay, I'm taking my business elsewhere. And I believe, didn't he get, wasn't he the leader in clean sheets last season or up there? Yeah, I, know I he think got, he was up there, yeah.
0: Uh-huh. He was definitely and up he, there. And he, in my opinion, definitely deserved to take over the, the Arsenal position. Leno, I mean, he was great in, in Germany, but... He has some. He has some moments for yes. one of those goalkeepers. He's kind of like a Kepa type, where he's solid sometimes. Well, to be and fair, uh,
1: nothing's gonna top or low Kepa. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I want to argue, but that. I see what you're saying. You know, for, yeah. for a club like Arsenal, that's not a top. He, I'd say, probably a top six goalkeeper. You know, for sure, someone like I sure. I don't know, maybe I'm trying to think, maybe a Leicester. Well, to be fair, they got Casper Schmeichel, so never mind. That goes out the window. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't it's know just saying. if for again, this goes back to Arsenal for them to be a club that's supposed to be in that top four. No offense, Burn Leno's not the keeper who's going to do that. And Emmy Martinez, to be fair, looks probably, like he might yeah, yeah. could have been the part. Yeah.
0: All right, guys, we're going to take a little bit of a break to bring you The Groove Element, as promised. Uh, They just released a new Slow Jams EP available on YouTube. You can find them in the Charlotte area, playing at uh, a lot of local bars and breweries. Uh, Check them out on Facebook and Instagram under The Groove Element to find out about those dates. This first song is called Farewell off the, the recent Slow Jams EP. Hope you guys enjoy it. So I know it's kind of uh, early for predictions, but let's just do a quick shot at the PL top four and relegated clubs. In order,
1: okay. It's this is hard. You put me on the spot. I know, man. So I've already put my Chelsea bias out there, but despite <laughs> the great addition, striking wise that we, you know, in the striking department that we got, mm-hmm. I'm still going to lean towards City. I mean. I just, I mean, although part of me wants to say, who knows, maybe Pep's gonna be more focused on the, you know, Champions League. And who knows, that could create the opportunity for a Chelsea or someone else, but I'm still leaning towards City. And uh second place, that's a tough one. I'm gonna go ahead and put my glove out there. I'll say Chelsea. Nice. I think I think Chelsea, I if I don't see them winning it this year, but I think they're gonna pave the way for something next year. So I'll go with them second. Uh third. I'm gonna say Liverpool. Okay. I mean, I I personally think they've they've plateaued. I mean, still a good team, but mm. I think, you know, four years of playing under Klopp's Gagan pressing. Yeah. Especially with that same group and you haven't really had a chance to, you know, change things out. I think you they've know, got still a couple be
0: of d- their starting defenders back and stuff, but uh yeah, I I can see where like the staleness might be starting to come in. Exactly. You know? So yeah. and then
1: fourth, I'm just gonna go ahead and say United. Yeah, they made a lot of signings. Uh, Yeah.
0: I don't know if. uh, What what do you feel about uh, the additions of Jaden Sancho and and Rafael Varane for their team?
1: First of all, Rafael Varane, that's a steal. Yeah, that That is a steal. In fact, um, as a neutral fan, I remember when, when they showed the presentation. Uh-huh. Looking at that, I was like, you know what, that is, a, that. it kind of took me back to like the Fergie era. I was like, that is a proper United signing, you know, yeah. si- you signed a winner, a World uh-huh. Cup winner, a La Liga winner, Champions League winner, that's a winner. A Vittich, like a strong center back. Exactly, here. it yeah. just felt like a proper signing for them, but as far as Sancho goes, I don't think they really needed him, to be honest with you. I mean, he's a great player. He's definitely an exciting player to watch, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had this conversation beforehand that's like another wide player. You know, it's like they've got another winger. Yeah. They needed sort of like Chelsea and City, a number, a solid number nine. And Cavani, I mean, he's still got it, but it's just he's kind of on borrowed time. Yeah, he's aging. That's fair. So I'd say one was sensible. The other one was just kind of like that. Hey, we're united. We signed this flashy player.
2: Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm.
1: it's. That's kind of why i'm saying fourth and also because of their manager i don't think soulshire is going to be the guy to win the, i mean they, they've got a great squad don't get me wrong no, but he's yeah. not the guy who's gonna win them anything but that's my top four okay
0: cool um, all right who's getting relegated this is a
1: tough one really yeah, this is probably isn't. yeah um i'm I'm going to go ahead and say Watford's going to go down. That's that's number one, because uh-huh. if they hire and fire managers the way they've been doing, yeah, that's guaranteed. Didn't they? Who was it? Um, I'm trying to think. They used to be um, Lester manager. I can't think of the guy's name. Um, you know who I'm talking about. I do, I do know who you're talking about. Uh, God, what was his name? It's <laughs> going to come back. But um, yeah. they fired him, What two di- two? They fired him with like what two matches left in the season. Yeah, and then yeah. they got relegated. If, if they continue doing things like that, yeah, they're I'm, I, I think they're getting relegated. And uh, Nigel Pearson, Nigel Pearson, thank you. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're getting wrote. It's them, Norwich. I want to say they probably learned their lesson, and they're going to try and they'll, they'll you know they'll mo- it's, they still got most of those guys except for what Buendia, He signed Aston Villa.
0: Right, right. Uh huh. They have um, Billy Gilmore on loan from Chelsea, and, and they got uh, Josh Sargent.
1: Is is that a permanent? Yeah, deal I, or, think, um, I think it was
0: permanent, actually. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Timu Puki's still there. You know, uh, Cantwell. So, so a lot have, of those have guys. Some building blocks. Yeah,
1: yeah. So a lot of those guys remember what it's like to be in the Premier League and what what they need to stay there. But at the same time, I just don't think they're good enough. Yeah, no, yeah. no disrespect. I mean. I just, yeah, I kind of see them going. I mean, part of me wants to say, yeah, I think they've learned the lesson. But ultimately, I just don't think they're going to be good enough. So I'd say, that so so far, that's what? Watford, Norwich. And then this is the hard part. Because Brentford, I think they might do enough to stay up. Now, so th- these are the p- teams I think are the candidates to fall back down. Okay. To Yeah, to make the drop. Um, Southampton, they've... How many years have they've just been losing players to other teams yeah yeah they always sell off their best
0: uh, obviously Danny Ings their most notable uh, departure to, to Aston Villa this past year who scored uh was he was up there in the golden boot race last year
1: he was up there that's yeah for I think he
0: was second to Harry Kane but um but yeah just a great player he was a huge loss to their front line and um yeah I don't know so do you, do you I mean I, I I kind of
1: I, I want to throw them in that um in that conversation and then Brighton and Hove. Um, mm-hmm. I respect Graham Potter. He looks, he, you know. He, I'm surprised he didn't get the Tottenham job. Well, actually, he turned it down, right? Yeah, I actually didn't hear him about that. He might, he might have. But um, yeah, I mean, they they've got a good team, and I. But the problem, their problem, sort of like what ours was, finishing. Uh
0: huh. And it's just uh-huh. when
1: you go uh, go up against not necessarily the top teams, but the teams that just know how to get a result, like a Burnley, for example. You don't finish your chances against them. They'll sneak a goal in,
0: right? Right. Yeah. Burnley so, one of those teams that is always about to get relegated, but always is just like strong enough and has the
1: will to yeah. to just break teams down. They're so well organized, exactly. Yeah. So, and then who? I want to throw Newcastle in the mix, but they're just kind of one of those teams that, it, despite how terrible things are, I don't know how they just they, <laughs> they just, just figure out. out a way to make it done, uh, get it done, man. So yeah. I think I'm gonna go with Brighton. Yeah. Brighton. So that'll be my bottom three: okay. uh, Watford, Norwich, and Brighton. Sorry, guys.
0: So you're kind of a German football fan. Do you have anything in Germany you want to talk about? I don't know. Um, uh,
1: you know what? It's gonna be by. It's gonna be the boon. It's gonna be uh, Bayern Munich. <laughs> another and another season just, of Bayern. Dominance. You know, this kind of turned me off to Bayern when um when they signed Nogglesman. after uh, Hansi Flick took the um, Germany job. Yeah, yeah. I they know. signed Nogglesman. and I'm thinking to myself. Ooh, What's the point in watching that league now? I mean, every, <laughs> well, it's just everyone either they either go abroad or they go to Bayern Munich. Right, right. And it's just it's like, well, what's the point then? I mean, yeah. And especially after the whole Super League debacle, they you know pushed that you know German they 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 they, they trumpeted that fifty plus one, rule, uh-huh. which you know it's a good rule, but it's just well, you look at their their league, it's still a one horse race. Yeah, yeah. It's. I don't know. It's 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 a little underwhelming, if you you know. and you're thinking, okay, RB Leipzig. They look like they could be the team that could push them. And and to be fair, they're not a bad team. But the problem is, I mean, they're kind of a selling club. I mean, they you know. you are. Yeah, uh, Dortmund are as well as many great players as
0: they have. They like to they like to move them along too.
1: I mean, that's true too. I mean, it just it's fun. Sadly, about Dortmund, it just seems like they're the club they. Find talent from all through within Germany or without throughout Europe and the world. They get their good; those players get their good run, and yeah, like you said, they end up selling them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sevilla is another club like that that comes to mind, where they always they produce, they buy players super cheap, and they have great seasons. They sell them for a lot more like the next season, and they're gone. But they, they, you know, they're making money. They're doing good, good business, and they still seem to be. Up at the top of the La Liga most years, so. still winning Europa leagues. Yeah, it's always always good in Europa. That's true.
1: You know, speaking of Sevilla, so who was it? Jules Kounde. That's the player that Chelsea were yeah. looking at. Uh-huh. And I haven't watched enough of him, but we we're talking. You know, Chelsea are talking about buying him, and then um, Trevo Chalaba comes into the picture. Ooh, yeah. Nothing against Kunde. I, I Again, I haven't watched enough of him. He's sounding like a good player, but mm-hmm. can you really say is a generational talent worth breaking break of the bank for when you've already got a Trevo Chalaba? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of
0: uh, center backs in rotation at Chelsea right now. That's exactly. And then it's, it's going to be a long A couple of good s- ones out on loan. And yeah. yeah it's yeah, going to yeah. be
1: a long season, especially now that Chelsea are going to be in that Super... Or not the Super... Um, the uh, Club World Cup.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So Club World Cup, man.
1: It'd be smart to just... That's just, it's just a, it's kind of a little segue. But yeah, it'd be kind of smart to just hold on to him instead of going after a coon day
0: right right and uh i want to touch real quickly it's a, a little bit of a thing of the past now but we do want to talk a little bit about the super league that we just mentioned a couple <laughs> of times um if you haven't heard anything about it of 12 of the top teams in europe tried to break away from their leagues and form a new super league uh where they would each get an extra around 300 million dollars worth of cash influx every year from their tv deals and thus be able to you know pretty much blow every other team out of the water and pretty much ruin the sport of football um, before UEFA and uh, a couple of, you know a lot of clubs and and football fans all around the world kind of said no we're not going to let that happen you're going to ruin the sport and eventually it was disbanded but only only just barely <laughs> they almost ruined the whole sport that that we love so um, is this is this a win to say that hey we. You know, money didn't win this time, or is this just, like, a a, a, sh- a sign of where we're going? Yeah.
1: You know, it's a win for the moment. But at the same time, I mean, it kind of says what could happen. I mean, like I said, for the moment, yeah, did, you know, fans, the journalists, everyone did their part. I mean, and mind you, these are, well... Back to how they put that thing together. I mean, that's funny. I, that thing was, what, years in the making, only to get disbanded within
0: two days? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's
1: like, okay, they couldn't have been that smart then, but.
0: Yeah, they definitely didn't cover all the angles. Obviously, I mean, UEFA and like FIFA and stuff said right away that, I mean, these players won't, won't be able to participate for their countries and World Cups and all these other, uh, you know, um, things that would hold them back from playing regularly for a whole bunch of other tournaments and it was it just didn't seem very well thought out. But now that you,
1: you know that you now that you touched on that. Now I don't I I, I don't think that will be possible. Well, I think something like we'll, we'll try and resurface but then kind of get, you know, slapped down again, but mm. because you think about it, now that FIFA, you, you know, FIFA, UEFA kind of knows what can happen, that gives them plenty of time to kind of add whatever type of legislation to say, "Hey, if someone attempts this or that, then this is what's going to happen, right? Right. So not to give FIFA any
0: credit either. Because yeah. FIFA are a terrible organization. <laughs> Don't
1: want to give them any props. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, it's it's a weird one. But I'm I'm glad that didn't happen. And um, yeah, that was a weird one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jose Mourinho has a new club. Uh, he's in Rome at Roma. Um, I. Have always questioned recent years, especially probably since Mourinho was at United and definitely at Spurs, whether he's actually a good coach anymore. You know, like he he was so great in a certain era of football, like maybe late '90s, early 2000s, when uh, there was a lot more defensively focused. That's obviously his thing. Everyone knows he likes to park the bus. Um, but it just seems like in the new kind of high flying wingers going up and down the 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 sidelines that his his style of play doesn't really fit any team that he tries to impose it on anymore, you know?
1: I think this is kind of a two-pronged thing. So, tactics is one. You know, it's just like you said, times have changed. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Times have changed, you know? I mean, there was a time where, yeah, just that defensive approach is going to win you silverware. The other part is how he approaches players. So, I... Mm -hmm. Took the time to watch that uh, Amazon documentary, All or Nothing, oh, It yeah? really should have just been just nothing because it's Tottenham. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Tottenham. Okay. I, I should. I need to yeah, be. I should coming be. Coming from a Chelsea fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, That Battle of the Bridge, it still stings. Yeah. <laughs> but um, OK, so watching that, I, it was, I mean, Jose Mourinho, he, he pretty much made that. Let's be real. If you, if you saw it. But um, yeah. The way he talked to players, I mean, it wasn't anything bad, but it was just well, it depends on your generation, I guess. <laughs> but um, he was. I, 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 did you see it? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, okay, so he was kind of really picking on uh, Deli Ali,
0: like right, really trying yeah. to push
1: him. Uh-huh. And of course, Deli Ali, he's just laughing it off, and I just, just like, well, that says a lot about him, number one. But just that type of approach, you know, he's you know, yeah, yeah. and he, he shoot. He's famous
0: for forcing out star players almost wherever he goes. He, I'm pretty sure, was under the stint where they let both Mo Salah and Kevin De Bruyne go during his first time at Chelsea. And uh, he, like, at whatever the club he's at, he always forces somebody out. It was Deli Alley at Spurs. It's just, um, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what the like if it's trying to get control of the locker room by grabbing it, but they, it's not a good way to. To form a team around your belief system.
1: It's just, I mean, it's again, it's kind of an old school thing. I mean, it worked. You go back to his days at Chelsea, you could kind of get, you kind of got a snapshot of how, how he approached those players. But then again, it's another, you know, when you're talking about the likes of what Drogba, Lampard, Terry, yeah, completely different generation. True, true. These, it's again, different generation of players. And I don't think he's really. You know, I think not to be mean, he's kind of still stuck in the past, I think. And when you look at the likes of Klopp, um, Guardiola, Tuchel, they kind of I think they kind of they, they they got they got they've got that grasp. You know, tactics aside, they kind of know how to, you know, when to wrap your arms around a player, when to kick him in the rear. I think they've got that mastered. Mm-hmm. instead of the, you know, my way or the highway. And I think I, I listened to a podcast not too long ago where they touched on Rafa Benitez being kind of similar, you know, the similar mindset of Mourinho where it's mm. like, you know, my way or the highway mentality and maybe not, because Rafa Benitez, he doesn't come off as someone who's going to be a quote unquote jerk. But, yeah, you know, yeah. but still, it's going to be that, you know, hey, I'm not going to be taking anyone's input. This is kind of what we're going to go with. Right, right. So... <sighs> It's interesting. I mean, tactically, I think he's kind of in the right league. Mm. But now it's going to be like, okay, did he learn his lessons from Tottenham? Like, I got to do something. My approach has got to be different with these players. Right, right.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this New Look episode of Footy Tunes. We're going to be coming at you bi-weekly, so make sure to stay tuned for that. Uh, again, our email, if you guys want to reach us, is Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we're going to leave you with one more song from the Groove Element tonight. This one's also from their new Slow Jams EP. This one's called A Close Encounter to You. I hope you guys enjoy it, and we'll see you in a few weeks. ¶¶